You're listening to the KCAC Beat. Now, introducing your host, Mark Hoffheinz. Welcome to another edition of the KCAC Beat. I am Mark Hoffheinz. I am the Assistant Commissioner for Sports Information and Communications for the Kansas Collegiate Athletic Conference. In this episode, we'll take a look at men's basketball results from over the weekend and preview some matchups early on in the week. Uh, but first, we will move on to our weekend scoreboard. This is the KCAC scoreboard. Looking at games from Thursday, October 27th through Sunday, October 30th, uh, first day for countable games for NAI schools on Thursday. So you see kind of a busy first week to the season here. A lot of teams anxious to get the season started. On Thursday, the 27th, there were three games involving KCAC schools. Oklahoma Panhandle State taking on Bethany. York uh, traveling to take on Doan. And then Tabor hosting College of the Ozarks. Uh, there in Hillsboro, we'll take a look at each of these matchups. Bethany gets the 93 to 80 win over Oklahoma Panhandle State. Looking at some team, stati- team statistics to start out with, Swedes hold the advantage in field goal percentage in this game. Uh, Bethany went 35 of 68 for 51.5% field goal percentage. Uh, Oklahoma Panhandle State 24 of 60 for a 40% field goal percentage. Uh, Bethany also holds the Advantage in three-point percentage, 44.4% to 11.8 for the Aggies. Free throw percentage was relatively even, 75% for Bethany, 73.2% for Oklahoma Panhandle State. Uh, the Aggies hold the rebound advantage over Bethany, 40-34. to 34. Uh, So I'd say just kind of looking at some of these team statistics, shooting definitely plays the biggest part in this game going Bethany's way. Uh, looking at some individual statistics for uh, Oklahoma Panhandle State to start out with, their leading scorer was Raekwon Elliott, who had 32 points. He also had six rebounds and an assist, uh, but I'd say without his 32 points, this could have been an even, even bigger win for Bethany. Uh, Justin Pyle and Woody Theron-Seal also in double digits for uh, Oklahoma Panhandle State. Pyle, uh, 14 points and 12 rebounds, picks up a double-double in this game. For Bethany, uh, had two players over 20 points. Justin Brookins was their top scorer, 24 points on 9-17 shooting. He also had six assists, three steals, and seven rebounds, so a good all-around game there for Brookins. Dylan Smith also... 20-plus points on the day for Bethany. Uh, He had 21 points on 8 of 12 shooting, so a very efficient night. He was also 3 of 3 on 3-pointers. So definitely has a hot start to the season there for Dylan Smith. Uh, He also had 5 steals, so a good defensive game, as well as passing, uh, dishing out an assist on the day. Um, Solomon Clayton, probably the biggest name on the Bethany roster as far as receiving awards or recognition in the past or especially last season Solomon Clayton with 19 points, a steal two blocks uh, six rebounds and three assists so making plays all over the floor there 
for Bethany. Next match I will take a look at that was on Thursday was York traveling to Doan. York gets a one-point victory in this matchup. Uh, definitely a, a closely contested game throughout. Uh, at halftime, York was down by four, but then the Panthers come roaring back in the second half, having a five-point advantage over the second half to earn the one-point victory. And looking at the box score, looks like it was a, a buzzer beater for York. Dwight Glover making the uh, buzzer beater with no time left to earn the 82-81 to 81 victory for York. Looking at some team statistics for the Panthers. Looks like York held the advantage in field goal percentage, 54.5% to 45.7% for Doan. Uh, Doan did hold the advantage in three-point shooting, though, 43.5% compared to uh, a little over 35% for York. Uh, free throws, definitely a big part of this game. And York able to convert on their free throws, 16 of 19, which is an 84.2% uh, free throw shooting percentage compared to uh, Doan, who shot under 50% from the line. Rebounding was fairly even. Uh, York held the advantage, but only by one. 35 rebounds to 34 for Doan. Uh, York did turn the ball over more than Doan. 16 turnovers for the Panthers compared to 10 for the Tigers. Looking at some individual statistics uh, for Doan, we'll start out with their leading scorer, Alec Oberhauser, had 31 points on the day. So if you take away his outstanding game this may have been a uh, bigger more comfortable win for york but uh oberhauser definitely able to keep it close for doan uh, he also had seven assists eight rebounds and a steal so doan has a good player there and alec oberhauser uh joining him at double digits for the tigers cooper peterson with 16 points and trey yates with 10 points as far as york goes their league scorer on the day dwight glover as i mentioned he made the game winner uh, played 38 minutes went 10 of 14 from the field and scored 32 points uh, part of that was going four of six from three-point line and shooting eight for eight perfect 100 on free throws so a great game to start of the season for dwight glover uh, he's joined in double digits for the panthers by andrew bennett who had 15 points he also had eight rebounds and four blocks so bennett making plays on both sides of the ball and then Brent Clark for York scored 10 points uh, had a steal an assist and four rebounds on the day uh, Mooch Beal also scores in double digits off the bench for York he had 10 points in only 16 minutes he went 5 of 6 shooting so definitely making the most of his time uh, on the floor he also had 2 blocks a steal and 4 rebounds so Beal uh, in a limited amount of work, making his impact known. Final game of the day on Thursday was Tabor hosting College of the Ozarks. Tabor wins this one 94-68. Looking at the team statistics, uh, Tabor holding the field goal percentage advantage, uh, 53% from the field for the Blue Jays, compared to 38% for College of the Ozarks. Uh, Three-point shooting, Tabor holds the advantage, but it's it's closer than the field goal percentage gap. 
Uh, Tabor shooting 46.4% from the three-point line. College of the Ozarks, 40.7. Tabor also holds the field goal percentage advantage. Uh, Blue Jays, 61.1% from the line compared to 55% uh, for College of the Ozarks. Uh, One of the biggest ways Tabor was able to secure this victory and such a sizable victory was not turning over the ball. Blue Jays only had 10 turnovers compared to uh, 23 for College of the Ozarks. Some individual statistics we'll take a look at. Uh, College of the Ozarks first, their leading scorer looks like it was Seth Soden coming off the bench. He had 15 points. Uh, he's joined in double digits uh, for College of the Ozarks by Devin Carroll with 13 points. And then Josh Linehan, uh, starter, 10 points for College of the Ozarks. Uh, Soden, probably the best all-around game for College of the Ozarks. 15 points, one steal, uh, one assist, nine rebounds, so nearly had a double-double there. Five of eight shooting from the field, four of seven from three. So Seth Soden, a very efficient shooter for College of the Ozarks. Tabor was led in scoring by Austin Hilton. He had 20 points on 7 of 14 shooting, 5 of 10 from the three-point line, and 1 of 2 from the three-point line, or from the free-throw line, excuse me. Uh, He also had five steals on the day. He dished out an assist and had five rebounds, so Hilton trying to make plays all over the court. Uh, Marvin Ruffin joined Hilton in scoring in double digits, 16 points in 25 minutes. Uh, shooting 50% from the field, 5 of 10, and he shot 4 of 9 from the three-point line, and it was a perfect 2 of 2 from the free-throw line. Uh, Ruffin also had three rebounds, three assists, and a steal on the day. And then James Aboba for Tabor. He was the final score in double digits for Tabor. 10 points in 17 minutes. Shot 4 of 9 from the field, 1 of 1 from the three-point line, and one of two in the free throw line. Uh, Aboba also had two steals on the day, an assist, and four rebounds. Now I'll move on to Friday, where we had seven KCAC teams in action, so a busy Friday in KCAC men's basketball. First matchup we'll take a look at is Southwestern, who hosted Ozark Christian. Southwestern getting a big win here, 109-62. to Mountain Builder scores 70 points. In the first half, uh, they actually led Ozark Christian by 35 at the half and then uh, were able to cruise to a, let's see, that'd be a 47-point win in this matchup. Taking a look at the team statistics for Southwestern, they shot over 60% from the field, 60.3% to be exact, uh, going 44-73 as a team. Uh, Ozark Christian was 40.7% from the field. Looking at the three-point line, Southwestern also holds the advantage here, 14 of 31, which is a 45.2% uh, clip from the three-point line. Ozark Christian, only 26% from the three-point line. Uh, Ozark Christian actually did hold the advantage in free throw percentage and basically number of free, fro- free throws attempted and made. Those are Christian 12-15 from the line. Uh, that's 80%. Southwestern 7 of 10 for 70% there. Rebounding definitely telling part of the story here. Southwestern holds a 21 rebound advantage over Ozark Christian. 
Southwestern pulling down 38 rebounds compared to 17 for Ozark Christian. Uh, Southwestern also doing a great job distributing the ball. 26 assists as a team for the Mountain Builders compared to only four for Ozark Christian. Looking at some individual statistics in this matchup, we'll start out with Ozark Christian. Uh, they had four players in double digits for their starters. Uh, Josiah Beckenhauer was their leading scorer with 19 points, joined by Ace and Cross, who had 12 points, and then Danny Carter and Caleb Brown both had 10 points for Ozark Christian. Uh, Beckenhauer, definitely the player of the game for Ozark Christian, as I mentioned, 19 total points on 6-11 shooting, 3-5 of five from the three-point line, and a perfect 4-4 four of four from the free-throw line. He also had two steals, three rebounds, and an assist on the day. For Southwestern, they had, let's see, six players in double digits, all five of their starters, led in scoring by Kevin Clark. He had 22 points on 8 of 12 shooting, so very efficient from the field. He's also 6 of 8 from the three-point line, uh, scoring 22 points in only 29 minutes, so making uh, the most of his time on the court. He also had four assists on the day, two steals, and two rebounds. Uh, Looking at the other starters for Southwestern, Dang Bowl, uh, 16 points, four assists, and four rebounds in only 22 minutes. Uh, See, Andrew O'Brien was the next leading scorer, 15 points. He also pulled out 13 rebounds and 12 assists. So Andrew O'Brien getting a triple-double there for Southwestern. Uh, Let's see. Jarvis Jennings, 12 points on the day, four of nine shooting. He also had two steals and an assist. And then Trey White was the final. uh, Actually, I don't think I mentioned Cooper Pierce. He had 14 points on the day, uh, five of 10 shooting in 24 minutes. Also had six rebounds on the day. And then Trey White, the final double-digit scorer for Southwestern. Ten points in only 16 minutes, four of eight shooting, two of four from the three-point line. So definitely a good start uh, to the season for the Mountain Builders and displaying their offensive prowess. Next matchup on Friday was St. Mary taking on Haskell Indian Nations University in the Braves Booster Classic that Ottawa was hosting. St. Mary getting the 88-80 win. Uh, Looking at some team statistics, St. Mary held the advantage in field goal percentage, 54.4 for the Spires compared to 37.5 for Haskell. St. Mary also holds the advantage in three-point percentage, 44.4% compared to 27.3% for Haskell. Uh, The teams are relatively even in free throws. Haskell actually holds the advantage there, 73.9%. Uh, percentage from the free throw line compared to 72% for St. Mary. Uh, rebounding, St. Mary led here 44 to 36. Uh, Haskell able to pull to pull down more offensive rebounds, but St. Mary has a big advantage on the defensive rebounds. And uh, looking at assists, relatively even between the two teams. Uh, Haskell actually led in steals. They got 11. Compared to only six for the Spires, uh, but the Spires did lead in blocks three compared to only one for Haskell. Looking at some individual statistics, we'll start out with Haskell first. Uh, two of their starters scored in double digits. Bancy King 
at 20 points in 37 minutes. He was 7 of 13 from the field, 3 of 8 from the three-point line. He also had uh, 8 rebounds, a assist, and a steal. And then Tate Bear joined him in double digits uh, in scoring 19 points in only 25 minutes. He was 5 of 11 from the field, 3 of 7 from the three-point line, and 6 of 7 from the free-throw line. He also had three rebounds, a steal, and an assist on the day. And then Trey Gaines, uh, the final Haskell player in double digits, 10 points, uh, seven rebounds, four steals, four assists. So a good game all around for Trey Gaines of Haskell. As we move on to St. Mary, four of their starters were in double digits. Team was led in scoring by Joe Burgos. 19 points in 32 minutes, 7 of 15 from the field, 3 of 8 from the three-point line. Uh, He also had five rebounds, three steals, two blocks, and assists, so making plays on both the offensive and defensive end. Uh, Braylon Duncan was the team's second-leading scorer, 17 points. He also had six assists and eight rebounds. Uh, Luke Mackey and Joey Schultz both scored 12 points on the day for the Spires. Mackey... Also had two steals and two rebounds. Schultz had a block and seven rebounds on the day as well. And then Sean Person, the final double-digit scorer for St. Mary on the day, 10 points in 18 minutes. He was a perfect three of three from the field and four of six from the free-throw line. Uh, Person also had an assist on the day and two rebounds. Next matchup we'll take a look at on Friday was Bethel who traveled down to uh, New Mexico to take part in the Northern New Mexico Classic in Española, New Mexico. They played Northern New Mexico College there on Friday. Bethel getting the victory here, 89-76. to Uh, Bethel only holding a four-point advantage at halftime, but the Thresher is able to have a good second half on offense, uh, outscoring Northern New Mexico by nine in the second period to extend their lead and get the victory here. Uh, as far as some team statistics, we'll take a look at Northern New Mexico first. They were uh, 28 of 54 from the field, 7 of 17 from the three-point line, and 13 of 18 from the free-throw line. I uh, compare that to Bethel. Uh, the Threshers were... from the field, 48% from three, and 52% from the free throw line. So um, Bethel holding the advantage in field goal percentage, in three-point percentage, but Northern New Mexico holds the advantage in shots from the free throw line. Uh, Looking at some individual statistics, we'll start out with Northern New Mexico first. Four players score in double digits for them. 21 points for Connor Kelly. He's their leading scorer on the day. He also had uh, three assists. Uh, Jamal Harris, 14 points on the day. He had two steals and two assists on the day. Uh, DeAndre Pemberton, 13 points. And Joe Satterfield, 10 points to lead out the double-digit scorers for Northern New Mexico. Looking at Bethel, they had five players in double digits. Brian Maccabi leads the team in scoring with 21 points. He also has a block on the day and one rebound. He was 7 of 12 
from the field and five of nine from the three-point line. Uh, Carmelo Yakubu was the second leading scorer for Bethel, 18 points. Uh, also had a steal on the day, four rebounds, and had an efficient day shooting, five of eight from the field, one of one from three-point line, and seven of 13 from the free-throw line. Clifford Bird scores 13 points on the day, uh, also has seven assists and six rebounds, so and three steals as well, so making plays all over the court there for the Threshers. Harper Jonas, 12 points and 10 rebounds, so he gets a double-double there. And then Jared Richardson rounds out the scores in double digits for Bethel. He had 10 points in 23 minutes. Uh, he also had uh, four rebounds on the day. Next matchup we'll take a look at on Friday was Oklahoma Panhandle State at McPherson. McPherson wins this one 84-76. Looking at some team statistics, uh, relatively even on field goal percentage, Oklahoma Panhandle State actually led in this category 45.6% to 42% for McPherson. Uh, Aggies also lead in three-point percentage and free throw percentage. Uh, Aggies were shooting 42.9% from three compared to 39.1% for McPherson. Free throws, 72.7% for Oklahoma Panhandle State uh, compared to 58.6% for McPherson. Bulldogs did have the advantage in rebounding, but not by much. 34 rebounds pulled down compared to 33 for Oklahoma Panhandle State. McPherson leads the two teams in assists as a team. 19 for the Bulldogs compared to 14 for the Aggies. Uh, I'd say the one of the biggest areas where McPherson uh, kind of set their dominance, or you could see that they had a big advantage, was on turnovers. McPherson only turning the ball over 10 times compared to 18 turnovers for Oklahoma Panhandle State. Looking at some individual statistics in this matchup, we'll start with Oklahoma Panhandle State first. Uh, Raekwon Elliott, leading scorer for the Aggies, he had 46 points on the day, so this could have been an even more comfortable win for McPherson if Elliott would have not had such a great game. Uh, 46 points in 35 minutes, 17 of 32 shooting, 5 of 8 from the three-point line, and 7 of 8 from the free-throw line. He also had 8 rebounds on the day. Uh, and then joining him in double-digit scoring for Oklahoma Panhandle State. Uh, Justin Pyle had 17 points and 10 rebounds, so he gets a double-double there. Pyle, an efficient shooter on the day, 8 of 11 from the field. Uh, he was 0-1 from the three-point line and 1 of 2 from the free-throw line. Uh, as I mentioned, pulls down 10 rebounds as well to get the double-double and also had two blocks and a steal on the day. Taking a look at McPherson, they had three players in double digits. Antonio Watson leads the team in scoring with 24 points in only 21 minutes. He was 8 of 16 from the field and 7 of 13 from the three-point line. Uh, so definitely a sharpshooter there. He also had an assist on the day and four rebounds. Uh, Christian Aguilar also scored uh, in double digits, 20 points in 20 minutes, 7 of 10 from the field, 6 of 11 from the free throw line. Uh, Aguilar also had five assists and three rebounds on the day. And then Owen Braxmeyer for McPherson. Uh, final double-digit score for them. 12 points on 3 of 13 shooting, 5 assists, and 5 rebounds, and 2 steals. So Braxmeyer making some plays on 
both the offensive and defensive end for McPherson. Next matchup we'll take a look at is Ottawa hosting Kansas Christian College. As I mentioned, Ottawa is hosting the Braves Booster Classic there in Ottawa. Uh, had St. Mary playing at this event as well, but Ottawa plays Kansas Christian College and picks up a 118 to 82 victory. Ottawa scoring 61 points in the first half and 57 points in the second half. Uh, looking at some team stats in this matchup. Ottawa led the two teams in field goal percentage, 56.8 compared to 48.5 for Kansas Christian College. Uh, Ottawa holding a big advantage on three-point percentage, shooting 47.2% from the three-point line compared to uh, only about 16% for Kansas Christian College. Ottawa also holding a lead in the free-throw percentage game, 77.3% from the free-throw line for the Braves compared to 57.7 for Kansas Christian College. Ottawa also holds the lead in rebounds as a team, 46 compared to 30 for Kansas Christian College. And then uh, assists as a team, Ottawa, 28 assists compared to only 11 for Kansas Christian College. Looking at some team statistics, we'll start out with Kansas Christian College. They had four players in double figures. Boog Lewis and Jamal Clark both had 16 points on the day. Uh, Then Jelani Blair, 14 points for Kansas Christian College. And Noah Brooks, 13 points uh, to round out the double-digit scores for Kansas Christian College. Uh, Moving on to Ottawa, they had, let's see, one, two, three, four, six players at double digits, led by Dondre Buggage. He was uh, he scored 28 points in 28 minutes, 9 of 14 from the field, 6 of 10 from the free throw line, or from the three point line, and 4 of 5 from the free throw line. Buggage also had two steals on the day, four rebounds, and three assists. Tristan Hull, second leading scorer on the day for the Braves, 24 points in only 23 minutes, so he made the most of his limited time there. He was 10 of 14 from the field and 4 of 5 from the free throw line. Uh, Hull also dishing out five assists and pulling down five rebounds. Uh, The other double-digit scorers on the day for Ottawa, Elijah Mason with 13. Ty Bland with 11. Ryan Torrey with 10. And Emil Fields with 10. Next matchup we'll take a look at is Sterling taking on Mid-America Nazarene, who's receiving votes in the NAI uh, men's basketball preseason coaches poll. Sterling was at the Uphouse Classic in Olathe, Kansas, uh, taking on Mid American Nazarene there. Mid American Nazarene gets the win here, 94 to 83. Looking at the team statistics in this matchup, Mid American Nazarene holds the advantage in field goal percentage, shooting 61.2 percent from the field. Sterling only shooting 37.7% from the field. Then American Nazarene also holding the advantage of three-point percentage. Um, but Sterling does shoot the best from the free throw line out of these two teams. Uh, Warriors shooting 81% from the line. Uh, rebounds was was uh, tied. Both teams at 38. Assists, Mid-American Nazarene led this by not by much. Uh, 15 assists for Mid-American Nazarene compared to 13 for Sterling. 
and both teams had 11 turnovers. Looking at some individual statistics, we'll start out with Mid-American Nazarene first. They had three players in double digits. Anthony Brown leads the team in scoring with 28 points, uh, nearly gets a double-double. He had nine rebounds, also had six steals and two blocks. Uh, Ed Wright, the second, had 25 points, not far behind Anthony Brown, and only 24 minutes. He was 12 of 18 from the field and one of four from the three-point line. He also had two steals and two assists on the day. And then Caleb Jones McCary for Mid-American Nazarene was the final double-digit scorer, 18 points on 7 of 13 shooting, 4 of 8 from the free-throw line. Uh, He also had seven rebounds on the day. Looking at Sterling in this game, they had four players scoring double digits. Darian Reed was the team's leading scorer with 19 points. He also had eight rebounds, six assists, and three steals. Cedric Robinson had 17 points on the day for Sterling. Uh, He also had two steals, two assists, and two rebounds. And then Elias Nagoga and Will Figpin both had 11 points on the day off the bench for Sterling. Nagoga nearly getting a double-double, 11 points and nine rebounds on the day. The last game we'll take a look at on Friday was Southwestern Christian uh, trying to Bartlesville to take on Oklahoma Wesleyan. Eagles win this one 99-92. So a good test to open up the season for Oklahoma Wesleyan. Looking at team statistics, Eagles shot 48% from the field compared to 40.6 for Southwestern Christian. Uh, Eagles hold an advantage from the three-point line, 36.4% to 30 for Southwestern Christian. And then uh, Southwestern Christian actually holds the advantage in free throw percentage by about six percentage points and rebounds by two. Uh, But Oklahoma Wesleyan distributing the ball really well. 22 assists as a team for Oklahoma Wesleyan compared to only six for Southwestern Christian. Looking at some individual stats, uh, Luis Machado Jr., definitely one of the key players for Southwestern Christian, had 33 points in 33 minutes, 8 of 15 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3, and 13 of 16 from the free throw line. Uh, he also had 10 rebounds, so Machado gets the uh, double-double on the day. Uh, Sean Hopkins off the bench for Southwestern Christian, 29 points in 28 minutes, shot 10 of 15 from the field, one of two from three and eight of 14 from the free throw line. Uh, he nearly gets a double-double as well. He had eight rebounds, so um, Southwestern Christian nearly having two players with a double-double. Uh, Robert Chapman was the other Southwestern Christian player in double digits, 14 points in 26 minutes. Uh, he also had an assist and three rebounds on the day. For Oklahoma Wesleyan, they had four players score in double digits. Uh, Dylan Phillip leads the team in scoring off the bench, 22 points in 20 minutes. Uh, He was 8 of 14 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3. He also had uh, three rebounds on the day and three assists. Jaden Litsky for Oklahoma Wesleyan, 20 points in 21 minutes, uh, 8 of 11 from the field. He also had a steal and five rebounds on the day. Caleb Stokes, 17 points in 23 minutes. Uh, Stokes also had three steals on the day and five rebounds. 
Brandon Bird was the final double-digit scorer for Oklahoma Wesleyan. 12 points on 5 of 8 shooting. Uh, he also had 6 rebounds, 2 steals, and an assist. Final four games we'll take a look at were on Saturday. Uh, St. Mary taking on Kansas Christian College, still at that Ottawa Braves Booster Classic in Ottawa. Uh, St. Mary falls in this one, 73-81. to Looking at some team stats, uh, St. Mary uh, was not able to match Kansas Christian College in field goal percentage. Kansas Christian College shooting 46.9% from the field compared to only 39.3% for the Spires. Uh, Three-point percentage, St. Mary did hold the advantage there, 32.3% to 31.6% for Kansas Christian College. Uh, But Kansas Christian College did hold the advantage in free throw percentage and rebounds, uh, which kind of tell the story here. Looking at some team statistics, Kansas Christian College had three players scoring double digits, 18 points for Lewis and Jamal Clark. Uh, Lewis also had two steals and an assist on the day. Jamal Clark had uh, four steals, two assists, and six rebounds on the day, so a good all-around game from him. Uh, Jelani Blair also scored in double digits for Kansas Christian College, 11 points in 29 minutes. He also had seven rebounds on the day. Looking at St. Mary, Three of their starters scored in double digits, led in scoring by Deshaun St. Martin. 20 points in 33 minutes. He was 7 of 15 from the field, 3 of 7 from the three-point line. Uh, nearly gets a double-double. He had nine rebounds on the day. Also had two steals, a block, and an assist. Uh, Braylon Duncan scored 14 points for the Spires. He also had five assists on the day, two steals, and two rebounds. And then Joe Burgos for St. Mary, 10 points on the day in 24 minutes. Also had five rebounds and two steals. Next Saturday matchup we'll take a look at is Ottawa, who is hosting that Braves Booster Classic, taking on Haskell, Indian Nations University. Ottawa wins this one 82-74. Ottawa leads both teams in field goal percentage, 419 compared to 36.5% for Haskell. Uh, Haskell does lead in three-point percentage, though, 37.1% compared to only 25% for Ottawa. Um, Haskell also leads in free throw percentage, 70% compared to 58.3% for Ottawa. Uh, Haskell leads both teams in rebounding. Or no, excuse me, Ottawa leads both teams in rebounding. 52 rebounds compared to 45 for Haskell. Um, and probably one area where Ottawa was able to have an advantage was turnovers. Uh, they had three fewer turnovers than Haskell on the day. Looking at some teams or some individual statistics, excuse me, uh, Haskell had four double-digit scores on the day, led in scoring uh, by Camden, second Quap Tema, and Isaiah Williams. Both had 18 points on the day for. Haskell, uh, but arguably their most impactful player was Tate Bear, 17 points, so he's not far behind laying scores, and also had 14 rebounds to get the double-double. He also had a steal and a block on the day. And then Haskell's final 
double-digit score on the day was Trey Gaines, 10 points in 28 minutes, also had five rebounds, three assists, a steal, and a block. For Ottawa in this matchup, uh, they had four players scoring double digits. DeAndre Buggage, 26 points in 35 minutes. Uh, he also had seven rebounds on the day, a block, and a steal. Tristan Holt, sec- team's second leading scorer, uh, but he gets a double-double on the day. 23 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, he was 10 of 15 shooting in only 25 minutes, so making the most of his time there. Uh, Cole also had a assist on the day. And then Elijah Mason and Ty Bland both scored in double digits for Ottawa. Mason with 11 points and Bland with 10. Sterling College. And kind of a unique matchup takes on Evangel. A good test for uh, Sterling as Evangel will be joining the KCAC as a full member school next year. So kind of getting a preview of the Valor before they join the conference next season. Sterling gets a victory here, 78 to 71. Uh, Looking at some team statistics in this matchup. uh, Sterling holds the advantage in field goal percentage, 41.7 compared to 39.7 for Evangel. Sterling holds the advantage in three-point percentage as well, 54.2 compared to 21.1 for Evangel. And free throws as well, Sterling shooting 80.6% from the line compared to 68.4 for Evangel. Uh, Warriors also hold the advantage in rebounds, 43 compared to 32 for the Valor. Uh, Teams were tied in assists. Both teams had 15 and uh, this probably could have been a even bigger win for Sterling, but they did have 25 turnovers on the day compared to only 11 for Evangel. So uh, Evangel getting a couple more scoring opportunities there due to some Sterling turnovers. Looking at some individual statistics, uh, Evangel only has two players in double digits on the day as far as scoring goes. 18 points for Josh Pritchett. Uh, he's 5 of 15 from the field, 3 of 7 from the three-point line. Also had four steals, four rebounds, and three assists on the day. Then Bryce Hunt was the team's other double-digit scorer. 17 points on 8 of 14 shooting, uh, six rebounds, and two steals. For Sterling's matchup, they had four players scoring double digits. Led in scoring in this game by Lucas Breyer. 19 points on 5 of 14 shooting, four of eight from the three-point line. Nearly gets a double-double. Uh, nine rebounds on the day. Then next leading scorer for Sterling, Cedric Rollerson, 14 points. Uh, was 11 of 12 from the free throw line, so making the most of his opportunities there. Six assists on the day, two steals, and uh, five rebounds for Rollerson. Uh, let's see, Andrew O'Neill was the next leading scorer for Sterling, 11 points in only nine minutes. Four of seven from the field, three of five from three. Uh, he also had a rebound on the day. And then Darian Reed is the final double-digit double digit scorer for Sterling. Ten points. Uh, he also had three steals on the day and a rebound. Final matchup on Saturday we'll take a look at is Oklahoma Wesleyan, who took on Science and Arts of Oklahoma. Uh, this game, a good early season test for the Eagles. Uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan ranked number four in the NAI preseason coaches poll. Science and Arts of Oklahoma was number 13, so two top 15 teams competing early on in the season. 
Oklahoma Wesleyan wins this one 83 to 70. Uh, looking at some team statistics, Oklahoma Wesleyan leads in field goal percentage, shooting 50.7% from the field compared to 34.8% for science and arts. Uh, Drovers did have the advantage in three point percentage, 40% compared to only 23.5% for the Eagles. Uh, free throw percentage, science and arts holds the advantage here too. 58.8% compared to 50% for Oklahoma Wesleyan. Uh, one area where Oklahoma Wesleyan really did succeed was in rebounds. 45 rebounds pulled down for the Eagles compared to 32 for the Drovers. Uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan also had the lead in assists. When you compare the two teams, 22 assists compared to only eight for uh, science and arts. Looking at some individual statistics, we'll start with science and arts first. Uh, let's see, their leading scorer on the day was uh, Sankelo Soleil. He had 19 points in 20 minutes. He was joined in double-digit scoring by Kate Allen with 18 points. Uh, Jace Hollingshed also scoring in double digits for science and arts. He had 11 points on the day. Moving on to Oklahoma Wesleyan, they had, let's see, four double-digit scorers. On the day, Jaden Litsky leading the team in this game with 28 points. Also had six rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block, so making plays all over the court. Uh, Brandon Bird broke on Wesleyan, 17 points, eight rebounds, and three assists, along with two blocks. Uh, let's see, Caleb Stokes was the next leading scorer, 13 points. He also had 10 rebounds, so picks up a double-double there. Stokes also had four assists, two steals, and two blocks. Um, and Austin Poling was the final double-digit double digit scorer for Oklahoma Wesleyan. Ten points. Uh, also had five assists on the day. And that'll wrap up our look back at the weekend. Now we'll take a look at uh, some matchups coming up the first half of this week. Looking at matchups the first half of this week, uh, Monday we do have one game. Friends plays Barclay College there at 8 p.m. Uh, on Monday, Tuesday, Two games while in KCAC schools. Southwestern plays uh, Central Christian. Southwestern number 15 in the NAI. Uh, misses at the Bridge Builder Classic, which I believe is in Oklahoma City. Uh, that may be at the uh, Oklahoma City Thunders Arena, I believe. I think they've Southwestern has tried to take advantage of playing in an NBA arena past couple seasons, so I, I believe that's where that is at. Uh, that game at 12-15 on Tuesday. And then Peru State will travel up to York to take on the Panthers. That game at 7 on Tuesday. And then uh, on Wednesday, we have one game. Avila travels to Missouri Valley College. This is a season opener for the Eagles. That game tips off at 7.30 p.m. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the KCAC Beat. Uh, we thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe to this feed so you don't miss an episode. And for all of us here at the conference office, we hope you have a great day and a great start to your week. You've been listening to the KCAC Beat. For more information on the KCAC, go to www.kcacsports.com.